0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Ange Postacoglu meets the Scottish media for the first time and says he doesn't think his move to Celtic is a big jump. He hasn't made a decision on his backroom staff yet and says there's some urgent areas to address in the transfer market. I'm Andrew McLean. Joining me in the studio tonight is Jim Duffy. Yeah, well, obviously, uh, recently, Andrew, all the talks about being the, the Euros and particularly Scotland uh, for us. And, uh, you know, after that uh, episode now is finished and, uh, you know, we, we now look forward to the... Uh, the start of the Scottish uh, League campaign and Cup campaign and Ange Postacoglu, as you say, uh, had his first media day today and I'm sure that, uh, you know, he was probably getting his eyes wide open today with some of the questions that were asked for him. Yeah, well, he's officially in the country, mm-hmm. met the media for the first time, as I say, new chief exec, Don Mackay, speaking to, so lots of interesting stuff. We'll let you hear that. I'm sure you'll have lots of opinions about it, so make sure to give us a call on 0141 951 1025 or you can send us a tweet at Clyde SSB. You may as well have heard it, too because they, it was live streamed so make sure to let us know what you think um, but yeah a, an interesting day Celtic fans mm-hmm. really getting to hear Ange Postacoglu's first thoughts I'm sure uh, they were listening intently to, to every word that was coming out of his mouth Yeah it was a long time coming uh, we know the, the, the appointment uh, you know took a lot longer than a lot of the Celtic fans would want and, and I think was was you know would be correctly, uh, correctly um, concerned because of the amount of work that's going to be ahead of him but nevertheless, um, he'll be delighted. He, he said himself, it doesn't matter whether he's second choice or tenth choice. It really doesn't matter. He's got a phenomenal job, a magnificent opportunity. Uh, and although he is an experienced manager, he has been an international manager, he has taken uh, you know a team in the World Cup, I think the profile that he'll get from being Celtic manager will be way beyond anything he's experienced before. Well, let's hear from him, shall we? Let's uh, Ange Postacoglu talking about what he thinks he can bring to Celtic. What I bring is... Uh maybe a little bit of a different perspective I've had a different probably journey in, in football than, than many others um, you know most of my experience has been on the other side of the world and, and I guess you know at, at international level um, I bring here what I bring to every football club I worked with every organisation that is a, a real clear idea of how I want a team to play and, and a clear idea of how um, success comes from that and um, you know the one thing people will be in no doubt about is how the team will play its football Every, every, every club I've coached, every team I've coached um, has had a real clear identity in terms of that and I think it fits nicely with the traditions and, and the expectations of this club and I think it's probably, I mean, I'm not one to say but it's probably one of the reasons why you know, I was chosen because I really think that's an important part of um, us moving forward is that we, we want to play our football a certain way and um, my 25 years I've played football a certain way. Seems confident that you know he's 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 got a style of play that he he likes to implement and is hoping that he he can do that over the next few weeks. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple of things here. The first positive thing is that you know, he, listen, he's he's a confident guy, he's an experienced manager, he isn't phased by the job, uh, and as I said, he has a a style of football that he believes can bring success. The second side of it in the little clip there was he said that all of his, his years has been uh, the other side of the world. And that, that type of football was different from Scottish football, there's no doubt about that. Um, the demands are completely different, the culture is different. So he's going to have to adapt to that very, very quickly. So there's a lot of learning there. As I said, I'm sure he's done his homework and he's done his research. But it's just not the same when you're going to places like Petaudry and Tynecastle and you know, Ibrooks. You know, you've got to get understand the demands 
Um, not just from your own team, but uh, you know the expectation from the opposition as well. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five is the number you need. It's the number that Alec in Parkhead has dialed. Alec, I'm sure you've heard a bit of Ange Postacoglu today. What do you make of him? Yeah, how are we doing, Jim? Hope you're well, mate. Yeah, good, thank you. Uh, I listened to his press conference today. Uh, it's, it's it has been a long time coming. Uh, I think now, yeah, you know, it was like we were waiting. He was in the uh, quarantine, we waited so long to actually see him sitting there to see him at pictures for Lennox Town yesterday. That the guy's actually here. Uh, I've, I've said in the past that you know this is a massive job that the guy has got. But usually, and obviously Jim will know, Mayor, usually when a manager goes in, he's got to maybe move, maybe he wants to bring his style of players in, he will need to move them out. So he maybe need to, to sell a couple of players before he can bring a couple of players in. This guy's got a clean slate. This guy needs time. Uh, you know, he was, was just saying a wee bit, you know, that, that hopefully there's going to be fans getting in next season. You know, this guy's going to need time to, to do the rebuilding job. He's, he's going to need to win games I, We all know that Jim knows that We all know that but I mean it's a, it's a word so, Sorry Alec We'll let you come back in But Alex using the word time A lot He mm. needs time And it's one thing We don't really associate With managers in this mm. part of the world Is it Because if things don't go your way Early on The pressure's going to be on your back Undoubtedly No matter whether it's Celtic or Rangers That, that you're manager of Do you think he's going to get the time? Yeah but I think that's the case For whether he's the manager of Australia Or the manager in, in, in Japan or, or anywhere You know I mean You know Managers have to Show progress I think that's the first thing And you know At Celtic It'd be significant progress That he'd be looking for If um, you know um, he closes the gap from last season and uh, they're real competitive and playing a style of football then he'll get a little bit longer but if if uh, there's not much change in it then he might not get it but you know Alex saying there's a clean slate but you know there's still a few things to be sorted out from the current I mean Christopher Ayers made it public that mm-hmm. he would like to move there are suggestions that two or three other players would like to move so I think that um, yeah, he's going to have a tough few days I think and I think he's going to have to come in speak to his players speak to their representatives and say right who wants to be part of this journey and if you're with me yeah great roll your sleeves up and let's get working if you're not get them out the club straight away so that he can get his players in Alec Ange Postacoglu talks about you know bringing a new perspective to Celtic Don Mackay's in there as well who's a new name do you think having those you know fresh sets of eyes looking over the club after everything that happened last season will be a, a good place for them to really sort of restart going into the new campaign well, I think you know after last season uh, one and nine in a row quadruple trebles I, I don't know you know the, the pandemic the pressures it just everything just it just seemed for a Celtic supporter as if the season didn't start uh, but with this guy coming in, you know he's came from uh, Yokohama, Japan. He'll have seen players that we don't know about. The same way as not a lot of people knew about about Ange. So you know, Tom McKay as well. It, you know, it, there is going to be some good Scottish players. You know, they'll, they'll be getting a remit of players to go for. But he might be like having a few gems that he's had there. That he's, he's, his other teams are. He's, maybe he's had his eye on across the road. So. Me, as I said before, I'm excited about this. I, I don't think that I've ever been a Celtic fan who have been as part as a bigger rebuild job as what is coming. Usually Celtics, you know, with motor the line, even in the past with Martin O'Neill or whatever, when Martin had plenty of cash to splash about, we, we could buy big big players. This guy's going to need to be smart. You know, look at Luba Moravchik, 350,000. Nobody's heard of this guy. So... 
you know, we might be able to tap into a market that, that you know, that a lot of, a lot of Scottish managers haven't been privy yeah, I mean, I think uh, Alex some some good points there. Again, you know the the, the difference now between sourcing players. So he mentioned Lubo Varavchik is that um, you know the world's become a much smaller place now. People are far, clubs are far more aware now of hidden gems. They're harder and harder to find. But and Postacoglu having worked over there, having worked in that side of the world, um, you know, me well, you know, what no one or two take their players, but again, they've got to fit into the Scottish uh, football, Scottish mentality and the demands. So if he does um, source those players, great. Um, we'll have to have, um, you know, discussions with Don Mackay. But listen, it's a whole freshness, a new manager, new chief executive. There could be another sporting director or, or director of football coming in. Um, he's still to look at his own staff as well as players. So there's a lot of freshness about Celtic. And if they can get the fans back in and they can start positively, then I think it would create a, a brilliant atmosphere because there was a lot of fans who weren't as happy with Peter Lowell or whatever happens to be towards the end of his tenure there. And, uh, you know, this might just give them the boost that, um, you know, the fans have been looking for. Well, thank you to Alec. Let's hear a bit more from Ange Postacoglu. Here's what he said when he was asked about the situation of his backroom staff. I'll make those decisions uh, as we go along. I, again, my, my view on these things has always been that I'll trust my judgment above anyone else's because I'm going to be the one working with people every day. Um, I've had plenty of people offering opinions and, and that's that's great and I take as much information in as possible but every role I've walked into um, I'll back myself to make the right decisions uh, and that'll happen over the course of the next sort of few weeks um, both with players and, and with staff. Um, I'm really pleased with the reaction I've had so far um, but there's no doubt I, the environment will change, the way we work will change and, and uh, you know, we'll see over time which people fit in, and and if we need to bring people in to to fill gaps or to to add to expertise, then we'll do that. Um, the club's given me the, you know, the the freedom to do that, and and but again, I'll make my decisions. Um, you know, when I when I've seen what what's in place first. Yeah. Does that surprise you, Jim? That that's something he's not quite sorted out yet, or would you expect that to take time? I'm, I'm, I'd be surprised if it doesn't have one person coming in. You know, I mean, I know, listen, a lot of the top managers now, you see it like uh, with Nuno Spirito Santos and that, you know, they're talking, you know, around about a dozen people, you mm-hmm. know, sometimes they have a complete entourage. And I know a lot of, um, you know, managers these days could have that. But I, I would still expect him to bring at least one in just to be someone, you know, a, a confidant, even if it's not you know, any better than the coach is currently there, but someone that he can relate to, someone he can bounce off of. Obviously, an ideal will, somebody that knows the game up here, knows the players, but, um, you know, he, he will assess, as he said, the players and the current staff, and if he feels he wants to invite someone in. But I, I'll still be surprised if there's not at least one, possibly two, that will come in over the coming weeks. 01419511025, if you want to get involved. John is next up in Coke Bridge. John... What were you making of what you've heard of Ange Postacoglu today? I was very impressed, guys. Jim and, how, Jim and Andrew, how are you doing anyway? Good, good uh, thanks. Very impressed with you speaking. But as Eric's as, as, uh, touched on there, I just hope this guy, Jim's not railroaded into taking the staff that's still there if he doesn't want them. Oh, I mean, because I think that was part of the problem. Would you call it uh, Neil Lennon? I think maybe Neil maybe wanted his own staff in, maybe, but he was John Kennedy. I'm not saying I've got nothing against John Kennedy, but what, this guy, I just hope this is a clean slate for Celtic, which was always a, a rebuild need for the, the top to the bottom. And I just hope this guy is not just a yes man, because the way he spoke, I was very impressed with the way he spoke, but I just hope, would you call it, he's not been forced to take Gavin Strachan or John Kennedy if the guy doesn't want them. As you said, hopefully. 
they'll need somebody that he can stick guys he's worked with for. You know what I mean? So, what do you think, Jim? Yeah, I mean, I think, John, that, uh, you know, he will assess these guys, and it doesn't mean that they're not good coaches, but sometimes it's not about, you know, whether someone's a good coach or not. It's, it's just people you work with or people you feel comfortable around. Sometimes you're just bouncing ideas off someone. So, he may, he may well keep some of those coaches on or all of those coaches, but I still think it's important for him to bring someone that he has. You know, it's chosen. You know, even if he's not working before, but somebody he's maybe looked at in the past and said, "Oh, I'd like to work with that guy or whatever." But um, I, I think that that is vitally important. I think if you look at any top club, they have their own staff. There, there is no one that just inherits staff and it's it clicks into gear. Um, even if they are good staff, it's got nothing against the the, the current uh, crop of staff. There, they're very very good coaches, and I think that they'll stay at Celtic no matter what. But I think it's important for Ange Postecoglou to say to himself, right, this is the road that I'm going down. These are the people that I want to work with. And because they, they're maybe aware of his ideas as well. And that, that'll quicken the time of implementing his ideas onto the players if, if, this, if his coaches already know that. Do you think there is two sides of it when it comes to people like John Kennedy and mm-hmm. Gavin Strachan where, mm-hmm. yes, there's that continuity that mm-hmm. I think can help sometimes when a new manager comes in, but then there'll be some supporters that will say, you know, these guys were part of a failed season last mm-hmm. season. Why should they be near the club again for this season? Yeah, you can say that, but, you know, one season, John Kennedy was part of a very successful, I don't know how many, six, mm-hmm. seven seasons, probably, you know what I mean? And his one bad season alongside everyone else. And it's like, oh, no, we need to rubbish all the stuff. You know, no, I, I think, as I said, you good coaches and they can certainly still do play a major part uh, in the development of Celtic, uh, some Celtic players. But as I said, all depends on uh, the, the direction Ange Postacoglu wants to go in. Uh, and, and if he wants to kind of split the staff for wanting a better phrase, he might say, listen, use look at that side. You look at the, the players that are coming through the system and, and help to, to get them towards the first team because you know what's required and we'll look at the current team and bringing players in so you know there might just be uh, you know a, diff- a different structure on how, how to deal with that John what do you think is the priority if Ange Postacoglu has to pinpoint one thing that is top of his to-do list what do you think it is? Well I think it's been well do- documented we need a, you know, for a whole new defence you know what I mean and but as I say, I was talking to one of my mates all night. The goalkeeper, this goalkeeper, I don't think his goalkeeper Barkas is as bad as he was made out to be. I mean, playing out in front, in behind a defence like that last year was a nightmare. But so I think obviously it's a defence. But as I say, I would, I, I don't know. I'm a big Griffiths fan, you know what I mean? And I would, I don't know if he deserves it. Maybe he doesn't. In the eyes of some Celtic fans, you know what I mean? But as a goal scorer, you know what I mean? But I think that's where my other point is going to be. I think this year, uh, if this guy comes in, and I, I don't know his background about giving kids a chance that, but I think Karamoko Dumbelli must get a chance this year. I, honestly, I think it's it's pivotal for this young boy to get a chance this year to see what he can do. And if he can't do it, he can't do it. But I mean, everybody's seen how Billy Gilmore's improved, you know what I mean? So this boy, I think he's got to get a chance this year with the, the new manager. I mean the Karamoko Dembele situation is an interesting one because I think a lot of people expected him to get more game time than he's had but I suppose this all comes down to the the fresh eyes again because John talks about Barkas and he thinks that Barkas isn't as bad as being made out Ange Postacoglu says he's going to go in there players will be picked on merit so he might go in and see things that maybe Neil Lennon didn't see or John Kennedy didn't see towards the end of the season when he was in charge as well Yeah and also depends on systems of play you know if he plays say 4-3-3 or 4-2-3-1 and he wants to be wide guy you might think well I need I want to most again uh, top managers top clubs want two players for every position so I might say I've got James Forrest here who's my next one that might be Karamoka Dembele it might be Mikey Johnson you know we don't know but he's, he's, he's got to I mean I think uh, the one thing John's saying there about 
Caramoco Dembele is that it's got, even though he's young at 18 it's coming to that stage where he's got to start getting regular football somewhere so if it's not a Celtic he's got to maybe go on loan and try and get himself some games but uh, you know there's no doubt in his talent he's got a fantastic talent but again it will depend on the style the manager wants to play and also, listen, it's all right saying he'll get a bit of time, but he won't get an eternity. So he's still got to get results and still got to bring in some top players and try and get that blend right between developing young players at the club and bringing in new top quality players that can make an impact straight away. Well, thank you to John. 01419511025 if you want to get involved. Dominic Mackay, the new chief executive, speaking today as well. He was talking about the structure of the club, uh, whether they're going to bring in a director of football on the rumours of, of Gordon Strachan as well, which he's dismissed. So here's what he said about the structure of the club going forward. I, having taken up the position of chief executive, will look across the whole organisation at football, at the business side, at the engagement side, and we'll, we'll make sure we've got the right structure for the next decade. That's really important. But with the experience that we've got with Ange at the international level, at the professional level in Japan and Australia, I'm going to tap into great expertise here to make sure we've got the right football environment. What's really important to me is that we win and we have success and sustained success. So that means you're going to have the right environment across all those three areas that I mentioned earlier on. So we've, um, we're, I'm, I couldn't be more pleased to have someone with the experience and the depth of experience that Ange has to help us on that journey. But I want to make my own mark and part of that is looking across the, how we might want to modernise and how we might want to evolve, whether that's on the business side or the football side or the engagement side. So we'll take our time, we'll put the right structures in place to make sure we have got a modern, forward-looking club. And as part of that, a critical component is to have a successful winning team led by a brilliant manager and that's what I've managed to secure. I mean, he didn't really divulge too much in terms of what the structure will be. Celtic fans had been wondering whether there's going to be a director of football, a sporting director. He doesn't really go down that route and say he may not have decided, as he said, it will take time, but that's another thing that will surely need to be decided very quickly going forward. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, he's got to define roles. You know, who is responsible for what? So is it, is it a head of recruitment? Is it a sporting director? Is it a director of football? You know, does the manager, he mentioned several times there that he's got an experienced manager in, uh, in Ange Postacoglu. So is he saying, am, am I using him? He, he actually used the phrase, I'll tap into his uh, experience. So is it, is it those two working in tandem with each other, the new chief executive and the manager, who are then going to try and drive um, the football inside forward or is there someone else coming in so it's, it's all about defining roles uh, and again you know listen it does to, they've just literally I mean the, the guy just literally walked in the door and uh, Don McKay's only just walked in the door slightly before him so it will take um, a few weeks to see how it all, all blends and how it all works but Celtic will have a Champions League qualifier very very soon uh, you know so you know they don't have too long to, to, to start to start um, you know putting putting all those uh, pieces in place well plenty more to come from Celtic's new manager so if you've got any thoughts give us a call on 01419511025 and you could be up next you are the voice of Scottish football call 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Jim Duffy here with me, Andrew McLean, in the second part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We've been hearing from new Celtic manager Ange Postacoglu speaking to the Scottish media for the first time today. Arrived in Glasgow yesterday, took his first training, or arrived in Glasgow, I think it was two days ago, took his first training session yesterday. So uh, Celtic fans getting a good look at, at what he's about. Let's hear a bit more from him, uh, shall we? He's been talking about the fact that uh, the Eddie Howe deal fell through and, and that's how he got the job. 
you're assuming I was second choice. I might have been fifth choice. I don't know, but it doesn't doesn't really bother me. I mean, I, I as I said, for me, what what's important is that I've been given the responsibility and the opportunity. Uh, just that fact alone shows that the people who have made this decision have faith in me. Um, that's all I need, and uh, and from then on, it's up to me to sort of. Uh, get down to, to working the way I want to and, and, as I said, trying to bring success to this football club. I think we heard a lot of that when the Eddie Howe deal fell through and mm-hmm. people were saying, well, you know, anyone that gets approached now is going to know that they're mm-hmm. second choice, mm-hmm. but th- does that really matter to managers? Absolutely how, how, how big do you think your ego needs to be that you would then knock back a job because you weren't the, the first no, choice? It, it may, there might be a couple of managers in the world that might, you know, have the, the, a bruised ego uh, if, if they weren't first choice. But uh, to be honest with you, I think the rest of the managers, I think the rest of the people involved in football, when a big job comes up, a, you know, a huge job in Celtics, um, you know, circumstances, then if you're selected for that, you're not caring. You're not thinking, well, who else? You know, what, what, what choice am I? You know, you're absolutely thrilled to get the job in. As I said, it's a fantastic opportunity for him, as I said, the individual, but also I think for, you know, coaches that, that have maybe been in that part of the world that maybe, you know, maybe been under the radar, um, you know, the Australian public as well, you know, I mean, if he does well, well, you know, become a huge attraction and huge name over over Australia, even though he's taking the national team. But everyone will be looking. It's like a bit like Americans coming over here and manage it down south a couple of times. But you know, if they come over here, everyone's kind of thinking, "Well, how do you do?" It's like any any Scottish manager goes somewhere, a Scottish player goes abroad. We're always really get a real interest in them, see how how we doing. Um, just because you want you want every, you know people from your country to do well. And another thing he was talking about, I'll play the clip in a second he, he was asked about the you know it being a jump going from mm-hmm. where he was to, to Scottish football and he, he kind of dismisses that and, and talks about the pressure mm-hmm. quite a lot of people have said that you know he, he won't know the pressures of, mm-hmm. of working in a sort of old firm environment and what it's like in Glasgow do you think him being the manager of Australia and going to a World Cup and the fact that he really at that point has a sort of nation's expectations mm-hmm. on his shoulders can that Somewhat help what he's he's going to be going into. Yeah, to a certain degree, Andrew, I, I think that can. But to, you know, I, listen, I've been over in Australia a few times, and uh, you know, football is not anywhere near the number one um, sport. Um, you know, like, like as in this country, it doesn't have the same profile, doesn't have the same intensity. Yeah, I mean, they're passionate, but not anywhere near the same level as as in Scotland and in, in, in the UK. So yeah, I think as much as his experience. All these things will help him. I still think he'll 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 have his breath taken away if and when you know uh, full crowds are, are the, in stadium are back to capacity. I think it's a whole different level in Scottish football. That intensity, that um, you know desire, the, you know the passion of fans. He probably got. He said, "I'm sure he said he's looked at clips of it." But I think until he he actually experienced for himself, and I think even then he might he might be a little bit surprised by how intense it actually is. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. If you got any thoughts let's hear what Ange Postacoglu thought of that yeah I'm not sure what you mean by jump but um, I'm assuming you're saying I worked at a lower level or some lesser level I guess that's a matter of opinion I've coached at a World Cup I've coached at uh, against some of the best teams in the world so that's not how I look at it I look at it as another opportunity an exciting challenge um, an opportunity to work um, where I know um, people are so passionate about the game all those factors are, are, are what's attractive to me. Um, I know the history and traditions of this football club and, and I know how passionate the supporters are. Everyone tells me the experience here at Celtic Park is like no other. That's why I'm here. Um, so, And if that means, you know, again, you, you know, you talk about pressure, um, 
if I didn't want pressure, I'd probably be doing a different kind of occupation or would have stayed um, coaching my local club with my friends. But I'm here because this is where I want to be and this is where I want to coach and this is where I want to um, have success. So, um, and I think most people understand that and, and I think I'll get judged on what happens moving forward rather than what's happened in the past. That was a big part of the sort of early scepticism, criticism of the appointment, you know, some Celtic fans, fans from other clubs saying, well, you know, he's, he's not managed at any real decent level. He's obviously hitting back at that there. Yeah, I mean, listen, he's got huge ambitions and, and it's great. You know, he's got to be ambitious and he sees Celtic as, as, a, as a fantastic opportunity. He knows that. But he's not going to rubbish his previous jobs or his previous clubs by saying, oh, this is a huge jump. Listen, it is a huge jump. There's no doubt about it. And, you know, he can he can deflect it, understand that from his point of view. He's, he's always going to pay total respect to his previous employers. But managing Celtic uh, at this current time, this current climate, any time, but with the job he's got in front of him is a huge task and I think it is a, a, a big step up for him but it's one that he's, he seems you know, really re- relishing the challenge and uh, you know, he's, he'll be desperate to go on that training pitch and, and, and start implementing his philosophy and his style and uh, you know, the way he wants to work with the players How important is it to you know, get those bodies in quickly mm. because Celtic, I think it's 25 days I think roughly mm. until... Uh, they play against Mitchelland in the Champions League qualifiers. It's it's the sort of topsy turvy mm. way in Scottish football. It's some of your most important games are your first competitive yeah. games of the season. And I think Mitchelland's a real tough game as well. You know, I mean, uh, no disrespect, but somebody for Andorra or Gibraltar or something like that. You know, you might have thought, well, listen, that, that that's an easier task, but. You know, Mitchelland will be a real tough game, so they've got to be up to, to speed because you want to get through that. But, you know, listen, you, you can't guarantee where a manager comes from. You know, Stephen Gerrard and Rangers had never been a manager before, so you take a chance with a novice manager. Celtic in the past, if it had Joseph Engloss, if it had Vim Janssen, the guys, well, we don't really know about him. Some were successful, some weren't successful. There's no formula. Um, you know, you can't guarantee it. But um, he's a guy that knows his job. There's no doubt about it. He's got plenty of experience. He knows what's required. But as you said, he is going to have to work 24-7 for the next couple of weeks to make sure they get as many top players in as possible that can, um, you know, get over that first hurdle against Mitchell. And when when did you say 25 days? Yeah. uh 25 days time. Because he mentions a few times about, you know, implementing his style Mm. and needing the players to buy into what he's wanting to Mm. do. You'd think that, you know, that, that does take time mm-hmm. when you've got the, the squad going down to Wales for a pre-season training mm-hmm. camp. You've got games there as well. Yeah, you and he's, really getting, want he's the... given a few international players mm-hmm. extra time yeah, off uh-huh. as well. And and it's not just, you know, the, 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 the ones out of Scotland. There's, there's other players dotted around. But you're right, Andrew, you know what I mean? But, you know, listen, you'll get... Guys, I remember a few years ago, I don't know how many years ago now, Stephen Kenny, I think it was, it came into Dunfermline and they tried to change the style, change the training regime, the way they train or that, and the players didn't quite buy into it and it, it didn't work for him and he went away now he's obviously a national manager mm-hmm. so it can work with certain clubs but with uh, with Celtic and, and, and Ange Postacoglu he has to get that quickly and so he, therefore he has to get the players in quickly he can't be just you know patching it over the next few weeks he's got to get his system of play how do I want to play is it a rigid you know you know, system of a four-three-three, for instance, or does he get flexible systems within that? In which case, as he needs different styles of players, but uh, um, you know, him, Don McKay, and whoever else, as I said, is doing uh, doing the recruitment are going to be a bit busy. I'm sure over the next few weeks, um, just about every couple of nights, I think you'll be on this program or Gordon will be on this program, is coming back saying, "Oh, and a new signing for Celtic." Ah, uh, definitely, <laughs> and 
you look at the guys that are there already it's not as if he's going in and he's got a clear head right mm. these are the guys I've, I've definitely got going forward because there's people like Christopher Iyer big mm. question mark over his mm. head he's come out publicly yeah. and said he was promised he could leave last summer mm. agreed to stay now he wants to leave there was talk uh, today reports saying that a couple of £10 million bids mm. had had been rejected for him and he's not mm. happy about it Odson Edward he's got a year left in his mm. contract Ryan Christie's got I think six months left mm. in his contract he's been linked with a move to France these are things that you really need to get sorted out as quickly as he possibly can so he knows the players in the building who are going to be there with him and then what areas he needs to specifically add in Yeah I mean and again it was Alex the other one joined the calls that said that he needs a, whole, a complete back four which is right I mean obviously Alaxo left Kenny left two, two, two lone full backs Shane Duffy a centre back left Julian still recovering from a cruciate ligament injury. You know, so all of these players were in, and taken into the, the goalkeeping situation as well. So, listen, the, there is ones that, you know, you listen, you can improve your squad here and there, but this isn't about improving. This is actually about formulating a squad, formulating your team, making sure these guys are in the team straight away. They're not just adding to your squad. They're guys that are going to have to come in and hit the ground running from day one. Well, let's hear what you had to say about Odson Edward, Christopher Iyer and Lee Griffiths as well. Well, I haven't spoken to either of them yet, so I'll, again, I'll wait till I speak to both of them. They're both uh, just sort of arrived in the country, as, as have I, and uh, I'll have discussions with them and we'll make the best decisions for the football club. That's where my interest lays. The individuals within that, I totally understand and respect their own wishes, but I'll always make decisions that are in the best interest of this football club because that's my responsibility. That's why I've been brought in. So whatever I think is going to be best for our football club, moving forward in my area that's the direction we'll go I've had a good chat to Lee um, you know again he's, he's a player who's had um, who's done fantastically well for the football club over a number of years and had a great discussion with him again he's in the same place as everyone else um, uh, a lot of it will be um, dependent on them and, and them embracing what, what I'm trying to do I've made it clear the kind of football club we're going to be the kind of football we're going to play the expectations around that everything that's involved in, in being a professional footballer and um, you know we'll continue those discussions and if Lee fits in the picture, then I'm happy to, to, to bring him back. But um, again, those kind of decisions I'll make um, when I have all the information on it. I mean, Lee Griffiths had come out this week and said he'd held talks with Ange Postacoglu about possibly staying at the club. The way he's talking there, he's saying, you know, I need players who are going to buy into it, everything it means to be a professional footballer. Lee Griffiths' sort of attitude and his fitness and things like that have been questioned over the past year. Mm-hmm. So do you think it's going to be a big task for Lee Griffiths to convince Postacoglu to keep him on? Yeah, I think it will be. I mean, again, you know, if he, if he wants to play a similar style to what Brendan Rodgers played, of you know, real high pressing from the front, and you have to be really fit to do that as well as score goals. I mean, there's there's no question about Lee Griffiths' quality uh, in the final third in an attacking sense. It's about that defensive defending from the front. It's, it's not. It's not his natural um, strength. But uh, he is a, you know, is a. I still think he'd be, he'd be an, an invaluable player to have at the club, provided he can get, you know, inside his head and get him working for him. Because even if he's not playing every week, he's still a goal scorer, and goal scorers are few and far between. Um, so you know, for me, I don't, I don't see the rush to get rid of Lee Griffiths. I think he could be there for another season if he plays five games or thirty-five games. Then that'd be up to Lee Griffiths. But in those five games, he's likely to score you five goals. And, and I think that, that that to me is someone worth keeping. Is the fact that Celtic needs so many players in so many different mm. areas, could that maybe work in Lee Griffith's benefit a wee bit? That, you know, if, if that's a sort of easier deal to get done, mm. they can say, you know what, we can get that. That's mm. another 
number up top Say Edward leaves mm-hmm. You're kind of only really left with, with Albion and Yeti mm-hmm. As a striker If Griffiths isn't there If they say look He gets another mm-hmm. year We can then add to that and It maybe makes it a bit easier Yeah I mean I think that there, there are You know Situations where it can benefit a player And if you've got players Who want to play for you Who you know Are not difficult to deal with In terms of contractually um, Then yeah I mean they're already in the door So you're not having to push them out um, In between times You're still going to look for of course uh, Competition at the top end of the pitch If you can find them But if he doesn't find them As I said I don't think too many managers Would be too disappointed If I've got to play Lee Griffiths in the team Again depends on systems if he's playing with one striker and two, you know, you know, inverted wingers, for want to a better phrase, then it might not suit him. But if he's playing, you know, you know, three five two, for instance, which I think he did at times in Australia, then, then you know, it might it might be an ideal o- uh, option for him to keep him on the books. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. If you want to get involved, Alfredo Morelos has been linked with a move to Porto. We'll be looking into that after the break. This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Jim Duffy here with me Andrew McLean in the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard you can give us a call on 01419511025 or send us a tweet at Clyde SSB that's what Richard Scott's done I quite like this he's just tweeted as saying just met Roger Hanna never seen him before but can't miss the voice cheers for the selfie I can't quite imagine Roger posing for a selfie I don't know why well listen you know I mean Roger's just become a celebrity status now he's probably standing down the town just now you know like, come and get a selfie with Roger there we go he won't be coming back on this show he's too big for us now exactly do you get many selfies Selfies taken, Jim? Uh, no, I can't really. imagine you're much of a selfie guy. Nah, I don't think too many people. I mean, listen, unless they, you know, they want to keep burglars at their house, I'm not want my photo anywhere near the house. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five to get in touch. Let's turn our attentions to this. A story this morning uh, coming out of Portugal, saying that Alfredo Morelos has apparently agreed terms on a move to Porto, according to this report. So it seems as if. They're suggesting that the sort of personal terms side of things is done, but a fee is still to be agreed between the clubs. So we don't know the the exact details of it all. It'll be obviously subject to any bids, subject to any mm-hmm. any offers made. But in terms of you know Rangers striker situation, Alfredo Morelos constantly gets linked with moves away. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of interest last summer with Lille as well, but ultimately a, a player that if Rangers can hold on to him, will want to hold on to him. Yeah, I mean, listen, he's been an integral part of, um, you know, uh, the way that uh, Steven Gerrard's played his team. He's, when available, he's pretty much been, you know, a, a guarantee to, to start the game, or, or the odd exception here and there. But generally speaking, um, you know, the number nine um, for the whole time that Steven Gerrard's been there. But, uh, you know, I, I still think, I'm, I'm, I thought he would move this summer. I have to be honest with you, I thought that uh, from a financial point of view, um, Rangers might want to cash in now. Of course, they've... They, they, they know they've, they've said themselves you know that maybe financially they had to sell one or, or two players although they wouldn't want it to be key players but sometimes you don't have that choice you know if the money comes in for one player like Alfredo Morelos and um, you know that can help to balance the books and free up some other funds for Steven Gerrard that might just have to be done um, so yeah, it wouldn't surprise me when we moved but obviously there's going to be an awful lot of rumours um, today and over the next uh, few weeks um, regarding players uh, during the summer there's always plenty of rumours about players getting transferred from one club to another Well Scott is a Rangers fan up next on the phone Scott I don't know if you've seen these reports about Alfredo Morelos today is, uh, are you in the, the sort of camp that you'd be desperate to keep him for next season? To be honest with you uh, he's a liability mm. uh, but my question the plan was 
as Billy Gilmore uh, asking the, I heard him early on saying that he can put into ranks now mm-hmm. the panel says that he should be keeping players like that now it's looking like that Billy Gilmore has never played for Scotland before I've never heard of this boy and he was a star man against England and we've let him go to Chelsea and now According to Sky News, we'd want him back on loan. I mean, why when it bring comes a boy through, why, why bring a, a boy through academy all that way and let him go? I think it's a very different situation when it comes to Billy yeah. Gilmore mm-hmm. because he was brought through the Rangers Academy yeah. at the age of 15. Yeah. You can't sign a professional contract mm-hmm. at that 16, age. And at yeah. that point, you basically yeah. have a, a decision to make. Other clubs can come in and, and mm-hmm. make you an offer and then can pay a sort of compensation yeah. fee for you. That happened. Chelsea came in, mm-hmm. offered terms that Rangers, I'm sure, mm-hmm. probably wouldn't have been able to match a club like Chelsea offering a, a young player the chance to go down there as well. I think it was around, was it five 500,000 that, yeah. that Chelsea ended up paying in compensation for him? But we see it quite a lot with young mm. players. I think Celtic have had a couple that have gone to Bayern Munich mm-hmm. in, in recent times as well, where the, the pool of these big clubs mm-hmm. is, is just too much for... Even England, Jude Bellingham went recently. I think Jaden Sancho went uh, from Man, was it Man City. I think he went from, you know, the, the, there's clubs, um, Scott, that, uh, you know, when you're, when you're a young player, um, uh, you know, you can't sign a professional contract. Rangers were desperate to keep him. I mean, he was highly, highly regarded in the Rangers youth ranks. They, they all could see that he was uh, an immense talent. But the boy didn't have a professional contract because that's the rules. And therefore, he had the choice who he wanted to sign for. And he decided to sign for Chelsea. And Rangers got the compensation, which is determined by, you know, a process. It's not... It's not like a transfer fee. It's just um, it's a system, and in that system, they value them at five hundred thousand um, pounds. But if Rangers got them back in loan, I don't think too many people would be aggrieved at that. I think they'd be saying, "Yeah, okay, let's get them back in loan." But um, you know, listen. By all accounts, he's got three, at least three Premiership clubs. Um, you know, looking to take him, and, and you can understand why after his performance against England. Yeah, because I think there was reports this morning saying that you know any loan move to Rangers is off because Chelsea are really keen for him to to play regularly in the Premier League obviously the the league they want to see him in as a Chelsea player going forward so if he can get a move to I think Norwich or one of the yeah. teams that seem to be the front runner then then that's what Chelsea think will be best for his development. Yeah, I mean, I heard Graham Souness talking earlier there saying, oh, you know, shouldn't he really go to Norwich because, you know, they'll be a struggling team. But the one thing about Norwich is they play real, you know, textbook football, if you want to call it that. You know, they're really risky football. That's part of the reason why they, they got relegated because they may not be quite good enough at times. But they do play a style which uh, would suit Billy Gilmore in terms of how they play their, their, their football and philosophy, uh, as do Wolves, I think, you know, and I think but they're, they're still... Uh, you know, a new manager coming in and things like that as well. You know, um, may want to maybe want to change that. I doubt it. But you know, listen, he's a, he's a, he's a, an absolute immense talent. Um, he'll be in demand. But unfortunately, you know, Rangers like a, not a lot of clubs just couldn't um, you know manage to give him um, the deal that would be as, as financially um, endearing to him as, as as the English league clubs would. Well, thank you to Scott. Next up is Andy in Alexandria. Andy, where do you lie in the whole Alfredo Morelos situation? You there, Andy? Andy's I think, I think we've lost Andy. him. <laughs> Andy's all the nope. takeaway okay, for the Okay, I don't night. think we had Andy. We'll try and get him back <laughs> in anyway. But um, yeah, in, in terms of Morelos, I mean, Rangers have brought in Fashion Sakala, mm-hmm. so they've brought mm-hmm. in one forward so far. Yeah. He's a guy that 
can seem to play in, in wide areas as well mm-hmm. but you'd think if Morelos is a player that's going to leave this summer that Rangers would need to bring in a, a number nine a focal point that, that Alfredo Morelos has been for a few seasons now yeah again but again looking at the style that Stephen Gerrard wants to play generally that player now he has adapted his style you know he used to be right up against centre backs and backing into them and being con- confrontational last season he was more just dropping into the pockets a little bit and allowing Kent uh, and, and Aribo or, or Haji or whoever it is to get beyond the Harfield, Harfield at the start of the season um, but they've still got Itton they've still got Kim Roof so you know they're not short in that department as you say with bringing Sakala in as well so been, you know, I think it'll all depend on how much money they get because obviously you know you're, you're not just wanting to bring in someone for the sake of you want to bring someone in who thinks can make um, as I said you know a similar sort of impact uh, to Alfredo Morelos but Again, that's all down to the scouting system. And so far, Rangers scouting system has been very good. So it'll be interesting to see. I'm sure they've got uh, someone on radar at this moment in time. Right, let's try this again. Andy in Alexandria, can you hear us? I can hear you now. Excellent, yeah. great stuff. So the question I asked you last time that I don't think you could hear me was, in terms of Alfredo Morelos, where, where do you lie in that camp, of course? Uh, reports um, from Portugal coming out that a, a move to Porto could be on the cards. Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, I mean, as a Rangers player, I'd, I'd want to keep him, but I know how finances go and things like that. So I think if the report the, the, the says uh, 15 to 20 million uh, quid, um, I think Rangers have to do the deal, kind of thing this time, you know. Um, I mean, he's a good player and things like He's not been scoring the goals, but he's, he's, he's good at the link up play and things like You know, he's changed his game a wee bit, you know, but. Um, I honestly think that Rangers should cash in on, on him now, um, uh, and because they're strong enough, you know. I mean, Rangers are strong enough. They've got players there that can come in and fill in for them and things like. And, um, and scoring wise, I mean, last no last season, but the season before and seasons before that, Morelos was the main man that was scoring kind of goals and things like. Maybe too reliant on him, but this, last year when we won the title, then. We weren't that much reliant on him. It was, it was, it was more a, a kind of not a squad player, but you know what I mean. It was more a kind of um, a player that was um, just I don't know, just kind of fitting in with the team kind of thing, you know, and and adding to everything, you know. What I mean, he wasn't a kind of top scorer, you know, so. I just um, the other thing about Griffiths as well. I mean, I mean, we'll take that point first of all, Andy. I mean, when it comes to Rangers, they'll need to be self-sustainable. We've heard yeah. Ross Wilson talk about it. We've heard Stuart Robertson talk about it. They will need to sell players yeah. to be able to make money, to be able to run as a club, and that's that's how they want to do things. So you'd think there will need to be players that that go for money this mm-hmm. summer. They'll just need to choose wisely who it is. Yeah, I mean, listen, there's a number of Rangers players, and that's another big difference in in, in the last 18 months. Um, you know, you look at Rangers, you look at Kamara, who, who played all the games for Finland, you look at, you know, Ryan Kent, Alfredo Morelos. There's plenty of players there that they can sell. But I think if you looked at them all, you might think that Morelos might be the one that, uh, you know, they could sacrifice if they had to sell a top player and get and cash in and get top dollar for him. Um, it's just interesting to see, you know, that Andy saying he's he's not as been as potent in front of the goal. Yeah, he's right. Scored, I think he scored 31 goals the season before, but Rangers won the title by a country mile. And a big part of that was Alfredo Morelos, his movement, uh, his assist, and the way he occupied defenders and the way he creates space for other players and other players were chipping in with goals. So he became a, a better all-rounded player, maybe not quite the potent he was in the seasons before and Rangers could plan and say oh you know we could maybe afford to lose this lose this player or lose this player mm-hmm. but it all just depends on the bids that come in yeah again as I say this, you know they've got a number of you know, listen you can 
Barisic's goals in Tavern. You can go through, uh, you know, the, most of the team um, after the performances last year. But I think Alfredo Morella seems to be a boy that might, you know, want to go and play in, in Europe, you know, whether it's in Portugal, whether it's in Spain. He seems a player that might be suited to that type of football. Um, and again, if it, if it benefits everyone, if he gets his move and Rangers get the, the fee they think um, they should get from, then everyone's happy. Well, that's all we've got time for tonight. Thank you for all your calls. Thank you to Jim Duffy in the studio as well. And you know what? Scotland might be out the Euros. Mm. There might not be any football on tonight, but there's one way, one thing that's going to cheer you up this weekend. And it's up next. It's the GBX. <laughs>